Tis the season to uh, to start thinking about it. There's nothing quite like the church Christmas program. Oh, yes. For as long as I can remember, I'm in these plays or these skits at our church. I thought this year maybe I would take a year off. Okay. It's like I would like to observe instead of... Just sit back and watch. Yeah. Got the request. I thought about it. We're a small church. There's not a lot of people to, to do. So I, I went ahead and said yes. So like, okay. Okay. Then I found out who my character is. Yeah. What? My character is the king. This king. Uh-huh. Oh, this could not be any better. When the director said, you're Elvis, I'm like, please tell me Elvis is a parrot or just some friend down the street. They're like, no, no. This guy. Is, the I have, Elvis Presley. I have to sing this song. No. Just so you know. Hide the children's eyes. They said you do need to shake your hips. <laughs> the Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family-owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. Mary. Josh. Daily. Mary. Josh. Daily. Listen to them eat a bowl of cereal. Ew. Ask them which side of the bed they sleep on. Watch them brush their teeth. Make sure you're temperature compatible and survive one cold and flu season at minimum. <laughs> what is this? What are you doing? Someone posted this online and said, these are the things you need to find out oh. before <laughs> you marry someone. Oh, my word. My wife and I have been married for 19 years, and I've got one. Oh, I, I know. I, you might, too. So please share it. Things you wish you would have known or little tests you should have taken. <laughs> With a smile, people. Yes. 614-479-1049. Mary, you had just mentioned like a list of things people wish they would have known or or understood before they got married. Like, how do they eat a bowl of cereal? <laughs> uh, where do yeah. they squeeze the toothpaste? Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. I have a list also. My wife and I have been married almost 20 years. Uh-huh. I wish I would have known what these things were. On guard. Blue. Oh. And Malaluka. Okay. You know, you know what that is? I don't know what any of those are. Essential oils. Oh. Yes. Uh, some people scoff at the idea. They make fun of like the health food store smell. You know, yeah, that, okay. that sort of thing. Yeah. Not me. All right. This is not because I don't like this. It's legit. Like I'm down with this. I just wish I would have known we had to set aside a whole budget list item for these things. Uh-huh. We go through them fast. They're not cheap. My goodness, had I known the value, forget flowers, okay? I could have, at our <laughs> wedding, given my wife a bouquet of Madagascar vanilla pink pepper and the Higgy Cozy blend. <laughs> God loves each of us unconditionally. We don't have to get cleaned up before we can come to him and be accepted. It's amazing to think about, and then even better when you see it work out in real everyday life. And Sarah, what does this make you think about? It reminded me of a little boy I worked with years ago. Um, He was born with significant birth defects, and his mother, she knew he was going to go through tough times, but God had a purpose for him. Mm. And so... When I first laid eyes on this little boy, I wasn't sure he was going to make it. And this mother believed that God had a plan for him, regardless of his disabilities. And last year, she sent us a card. He's now 17. 
graduating from high school doing fabulously. Wow. I can't tell you how wonderful he looks. And this mother just loved him from birth and knew God had a purpose for this young man's life. And I just feel like we all have to realize that regardless of what our children like, he has created them for a purpose. What do you do when your expectations are not met? Oh, that's so hard. Uh, my sons run for their junior high cross-country team. Um, our oldest, Drew, he's been in the top five all season long. Wow. He's done really well. So we figure he's a shoe in to make the junior high state championship, which is coming up this weekend. So we had the final race of the year over this past weekend. Drew finished fifth okay. on the team, as he always does. Our other son, Will, had been hurt He's not as fast. He's younger. And we were just glad he could run it all. I was yeah. surprised that he was going to do that. So we found out yesterday, though, the phrase Drew made the state championship is not accurate. Drew and Will made the state <gasps> championship. No team. Yes, they did. Yay! Yes, they did. Good job, boys. We are so proud of yes. both of them. And I, nobody expected it. Will was beaming when he got home. He was so happy. And I have never been more glad my expectations were not met. Having an invisible illness can be incredibly lonely. Specifically talking about mental illness right now. Uh, as I look at my own journey, uh, personally, and just what I've gone through, I've had anxiety for, gosh, shy of 20 years. Mm. And I specifically have something that's called OCD. And just to break it down very quickly, my OCD is about contamination and germs. And I do a tremendous amount of hand washing every day. It's a prison. It is a prison. When you have something like this, and it looks different for everybody, when it comes to the mental illness umbrella, you're left with shame, embarrassment, exhaustion, and you feel like you're so broken. And no one else gets it. And it's so hard as I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people. You know, you, Josh, other people here at work. I hear a butt coming. <laughs> I have a wonderful family and a husband and so many great friends and a great counselor. But I don't always want to talk to people about it. And I've realized that when I'm in those really lonely moments and it's just dark and I feel isolated and I feel so defeated by this illness I have to muster up the courage to go to God. It's my only lifeline. And I don't want to go to him always. Mm -hmm. I'll just be completely honest. But I've learned for me to survive each and every day, I have to go to him. And I just want to encourage you, if you find yourself in that place of isolation, loneliness, and you're cut off, just reach out to him. You don't have to say any words. You just sit there with him. And I just always say the line, be near. Please be near. Oh, nostalgia thing and a little stroll down memory lane. Well, thinking of childhood Halloween costumes. Don't bury the lead candy, too. Like, this is Ooh. the most important part, but you got to dress up first. Christy, what was it like? Describe your costumes uh, for us, some of your favorites. My mother, being the very creative person that she was, one year I wanted the skunk that she made. Wow. <laughs> And then the one year that it was just like pouring down rain, we didn't want to ruin the costumes that she had made. So she went out and bought orange ponchos and we became pumpkins. <laughs> Your mom Genius. is the best. To each their own, uh, think to your favorite trick-or-treat costume. You were a kid, maybe for your kids, grandkids now, whatever it may be. 
614-479-1049. Hey, Patty. I think the best Halloween costume I ever had was I wasn't a kid. Uh, my mom had made this. She'd sewn this shark outfit that I wore from head to toe. And I was a manager at a fast food place, and I wore it that day at work. What? <laughs> Did you work at a fish restaurant? <laughs> no, it was a burger joint. So I'm back there flipping burgers dressed up as a shark from that stuff. <laughs> We laugh with you, not at you, if you're willing to share what you dressed up for trick-or-treating as a kid. All right, Barb. When I was in fourth grade, my mom made me dress up as the Pillsbury Doughboy. No! (laughs) Did people poke your belly and you had to do the (laughs) thing? No, but I had to wear a big white hoop thing with a white like a sheet over it yep. and then oh, I can hat. see it now she made some kind of hat and then she would put flour on my face <laughs> oh my goodness but I bet you smelled good <laughs> <laughs> you always hear about the crafty mom or the seamstress or whatever they are making elaborate trick-or-treat costumes for their kids mm-hmm. and if you always hate those stories because you can't do that it's like it's not your gifting yeah you're not putting anybody on the runway at a fashion show <laughs> That's all right. Matt says he has an idea for us. Go ahead. All you need is a hat, a piece of floss, piece of tape, and a leaf. And what you do is you tie the leaf with the floss and tape it to the hat. Uh huh. And if someone asks you what you are, you blow on it and you say you're a leaf blower. <laughs> what? <laughs> you may think you're a weirdo and that you're strange and you're an outcast and there's all things that make you bad. Are you looking at me or are you just, just talking everybody. to anyone? Okay. Yeah, myself included. All but right. I am here to tell you, as Josh and I were just talking about, oh, how at the point in your life, Josh, when you realized you were an introvert. Yeah, yeah. And it hits you around college. I was, I went to a very small private school my whole life. I knew the same 30 people. So I was like completely comfortable. I yeah. go on this campus with 2,000 people I don't know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Something's weird. Something's different. So, yeah, that was when I realized this is going to be hard. But I hope you've learned over the years that, and I I know that's been hard for you navigating the introvert side of life and Mm -hmm. and doing this whole world thing. Um, But, like, you're great. The things that make you feel weird, though, God, you know, has designed you and wired you and you're amazing and awesome. Right? Nod your head. I, right now, will agree with that. (laughs) We'll just go with that. Yeah. Run your race. That's a phrase I'm going to be using with my two oldest sons who uh, have made it to the junior high cross country state championship. It's amazing. It's so good, but there's a lot of pressure there. They're starting to feel it. And the school that my kids go to, they produce great runners all the time. So there's even added pressure. Okay. You have a lot to live up to, but I'm going to remind them, Hey guys, what got you here? Running your race. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for you, if you're feeling pressure today, I'm going to remind myself of this. Maybe you had some surprise success, and now the expectations are really high, and you're like, I never thought I'd have to stay like all the way up here. Or if you think you don't show up in a big way for something coming up, they'll never, quote, pick you to be on the team again. Just remember who got you there. God did, and he'll be with you every step of the way. And remember what got you there. It was just you being you. So run your race.
If I told you I could tell the future, I would expect you to turn off the radio. And you'd be right. So here's the thing. In the home buying space, you've heard rates are low for a long time. And things have been really crazy, of course, the last many months. And this is where the lack of fortune telling comes in. Nobody knows what the future will hold. Will the rates stay low? Will they go back up? This is the time to strike for purchasing your new home or for refinancing your current home. And I've got just the company to do it. My name is Josh. I want to introduce you to United Faith Mortgage. They've been fantastic to work with. And I know because my wife and I bought our home with them a couple of years ago and we refinanced with them last year. Saved us a couple hundred bucks every month. I mean, what could your family do with that kind of savings? Maybe Christmas is a little brighter, or maybe the breathing room you have in your budget is exactly what you need. United Faith Mortgage partners with the river because their core is the same as ours, faith and family, and they want to show you what that means when it comes to your mortgage. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York, Animal number 1330. The Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is presented by United Faith Mortgage, produced by Josh Hooper. For more, go to riverradio.com or on Facebook, search 1049 The River or search Mornings with Mary and Josh.